19 minutes past six, going for a top of 22 degrees. Today we're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. As we mentioned before, SEN's AFL Grand Final Day partner is Cobram Estate. Premium Australian extra virgin olive oil and Alternaleaf. Just book your online appointment at alternaleaf.com.au. Saturday, 1pm. It all starts on SEN SA. Uh, Bix... What we like to do every morning is give away stuff. So we've got that Signet Boost power bank. It will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. It's as simple as this. The first person we speak to each morning, we give away something to. So yep. our number, one 736 736 Call us. You call. You get on the air. You win. Simple as that. You can talk about anything. It could be the Sandville Grand Final over the weekend. It could be the Brownlow Medal last night. It could be your Grand Final tip for Saturday. Just let us know. That number again, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Just on another piece of information, Nathan Bassett uh, was informed yesterday that his contract was not going to be renewed, which is I was a little bit surprised by that. Most people think that um, – Nathan is a great coach. He's had enormous success uh, personally at Norwood when he was coaching that team. And, uh, you know, we love chatting to him. He's you know, got a great sort of knowledge of the game. So Port Adelaide, I guess, if you don't change your head coach, you need to make some adjustments and um, the merry-go-round begins. So Nathan Bassett now uh, looking for a new position. Some people were suggesting that Nathan Bassett was, uh, as I've once heard it referred to, an escape. What was that? A goat. So the word is scapegoat, but I've once heard someone call it an escape goat. So (laughs) that's heard your ears, hasn't it? It was very loud. Mm. So Nathan could be the fall guy Mm. or... Could be the first domino to fall at Port Adelaide. Who knows? Mm. Mm. Yeah, we'll wait and see. But once again, um, when you keep your uh, your senior coach, your head coach, then often if if you've you know they they did an intensive review about how Ken was going. If there are some um, some holes in the coaching team, we always talk about it being a team. If you're not going to change the head coach, you need to supplement some of his deficiencies with other people that that, that are strong in that regard. So that's that's the the whole mix, it's just trying to find this spread of talent so you you cover off all bases. So, um, yeah, and often it's just who's out of contract at the wrong time. You call, you win, one three hundred seven three six seven three six in Clovelly Park. Ben, good morning to you. Uh, first of all, thanks for calling. You've won something already. So you've got the Signet Boost Power Bank. That's all yours. What do you want to talk about, mate? Morning, guys. Um, just a quick one. So I'm, the, obviously I'm a poor fan, but uh, so I'm disappointed for Butters. But obviously... Really happy for Lockie Neal. I think he's a gun player. My question to you guys is, who do you think the best dual Brownlow medalist that's ever been? I mean, he's got to be right up there, but I thought I'd get your mm. thoughts. Yeah, Greg Williams is one too. I reckon he was pretty good. Keith Gregg was a little bit before my time. He won in 73, 74. Robert Harvey was pretty good. 97, 98, Robert Harvey. I, I, yeah, probably. I, I ended up playing, he was my era, so I played a lot against Robert Harvey. He was just a phenomenal player. And often in a team that wasn't great, they end up sort of coming good towards the end, but look, hard to split, isn't it? You know, it's like it's like it's, it's a personal choice, which is your favourite flavour of ice cream. You well, know, they're all great players. Ben, one of the things Bix and I were speaking about before that if Patrick Cripps last year was actually suspended and that stood, Lockie Neal would be a three-time Brownlow medalist this morning. Yeah, absolutely. I think he 
I mean, he, look, he's a deserved player. I think that the good part for Lockie is, again, he doesn't have a lot of players in and around that midfield that take votes off of him. And you see some really good players probably miss out because they've got guys taking mm. votes, votes off of them. I mean, Petrarca with Oliver and, and Jack Viney, I think, got four or five deaths on grounds last night where Petrarca probably played just as well. So it's, it's yeah, it's a challenge, isn't it? So, yeah, it is, Ben. And you make a really good point. I, I was actually a bit surprised by the lack of votes that Josh Dunkley got. Josh Dunkley got four or five votes. Had him rated much more highly on a number of occasions um, throughout the year. And even Hugh McCluggage only polled four or five as well. So it does, you know, sometimes you, you're you the one, you know, so three players play well and clearly Lockie Neal was a proven vote getter. I think it sometimes helps when you've already won a Brownlow medal. That sort of must it just seems that well, the, surely because the umpires are voting, there has to be some influence from the outrage too. So what do you mean influence from the outrage? So next year, so everyone, let, let's talk about Zach Butters for example. Mm-hmm. Everyone was talking about Zach Butters throughout the year. Wins the coaches award and does wins a stack of awards, um, but he didn't poll incredibly well. He came fourth or fifth, but he was he was everybody's favourite alongside Nick Dacos mm-hmm. um, going into last night. So there will be, surely, subconsciously from the umpires, they will be watching Zach Butters a little bit more closely next year. It's interesting, this whole point, because people say, ah, well, it takes you a year to get noticed. Will Ashcroft, 11 votes in his first year. Mm. Jason Horn francis really, this is his first season where he's actually played in the midfield. What did he poll? 16 votes? Didn't take those guys a year to get Should noticed. Should have only polled 13. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> I think it's just some players catch the eye. I was surprised. That, like Zach Butters, the game against uh, Essendon, he never polled a vote. He got 10 coaches' votes. And that was the game where he, he darted, he zipped, he zagged, he did everything. You know, he was just everywhere. I was just so surprised. There were some games when I just thought he would really catch the eye that he didn't. But it's just clearly when you're out there, it's a personal thing. The umpire's... The umpires don't look at stats after the game either. It's interesting. Yeah. We always say it's stat-driven. This is So just quickly on that, did Jordan Dawson get three votes in the showdown? And remember that controversy around Jordan Dawson getting the showdown medal? Mm. And I think he got three Brownlow votes in that game. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one many thought Isaac Rankin. Exactly. <laughs> well, there you go. It is 26 minutes past six. Good um, job, Ben. Thank you for We calling. are here. Yes, of course, Ben. Hold the line. We'll be, uh, get your details and um, send that Signet Boost Power Bank. We do that every day as well. So the first caller every show wins something. It's very easy. Uh, more Team Kia for Family Cars at Port Adelaide. Good morning.